0: Welcome to Psych Talk. I am your host, Jessica Lee, a licensed clinical psychologist and self growth coach for women in helping professions. It is my mission to motivate, inspire, and educate you on everything psychology and self growth. Whether you are a mental health professional or student in the social science field, are interested in psychology and mindset shifts, or are just interested in gaining skills and knowledge to grow into the best version of yourself, this podcast is for you. My hope is to provide you with knowledge and skills that you can implement in your daily life that add up to make a big impact. So let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Psych Talk. I am so excited that you are here for today's episode. Today I have a very special guest, Jess Cronus. Hi, Jess. Hello. So glad to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. So, Jess and I met probably a couple months ago at this point on Instagram. And when we started chatting, we realized that we had a lot in common. So I'm so excited that she is here talking to us today. So Jess, do you want to introduce yourself um,
1: and kind of a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So yes, I am Jess Gurness and um, I live in Marysville, Ohio, which is near Columbus. So we're in central Ohio and I live with my husband, Sean. We have a dog who's a therapy dog named Hope and she goes to school with me. I'm a full-time middle school counselor And honestly, the reason we got Hope was to bring her to school. So it was like, I asked the school, can I bring this dog? Otherwise, we're not getting her, which we love her so much. So regardless, we're so glad we have her. Um, And then our newest addition to the family is our baby girl, Adeline, who I think just started crying. Her dad has her. (laughs) Lucky him. And she is four months old. She turned four months old. Yesterday, our first baby, it's been a wild ride. And I have been in the health and wellness online space for over seven years Um, started with a network marketing company so that was something Jess and I had in common and then really started shifting towards my own business incorporating fitness health nutrition and then faith because I felt like there was a huge missing piece when it came to let's do the workouts here's day one now we're done on day 30 or whatever day and we weren't talking about but how do we feel emotionally and so the counselor middle school counselor in me um in general just a school counselor really wanted to focus on the feeling and then since I've had my baby girl we have really shifted fit and faithful into fit and faithful mamas to focus on that specific population and it's been so much fun.
0: I love all of that. Also, I have to say, I think Hope is like the best name for a therapy dog ever.
1: Um, my I husband, think that's so sweet. Yeah, that was his idea. Yeah, because um, we know of a dog named Joy, who is a service dog. And my husband's like, we should name the dog Hope. Yeah.
0: I love that so much. Um, Yeah. So, and new baby girl, I mean, four months, still pretty, pretty new. So do you mind sharing a little bit about like your journey with motherhood thus far? I'm sure even though she's only four months, I feel like sometimes it probably feels like you've had her forever. And other times it's like, oh my gosh, how is
1: she already (laughs) four months old? It it is a wild ride for sure. And I mean, really it's been wild since we decided that we were ready, quote ready to have kids and took us over a year to get pregnant. And so that was a really big battle emotionally. um, Ended up going to acupuncture, which helped me immensely in getting my nutrition right. And so there were just a lot of factors for me personally that went into that. Um, And then when I finally did become pregnant, it was just also wild. The fact of The things that people say to pregnant people, I never realized that it appears when someone becomes pregnant, people think that they have a free pass to tell them anything about their body and what's on their mind. And I've had a lot of issues with body image. And part of what drives my business with Fit and Faithful is the healing that I've done with my body and emotionally and when people tell me I'm waddling or it looks like you're having a girl because your face is chubby and you've gained weight around your face. I mean, just like the wild stuff that people said. Um, But aside from that piece, I had a really good pregnancy. So I thought I ended up actually with preeclampsia. And if you've not heard of that, it's a very serious thing in unbeknownst to me because I was like, oh whatever, I'm fine, because I felt fine and ended up with the C-section. Um, but everything was safe and good. So we're super, super blessed with all of that. And yeah, the transition to motherhood has been even more wild, I would say, because we've been in quarantine. I mean, I came home from the hospital, I think January 28th and have really not left. I mean, I've gone, yeah, almost nowhere since then. And here we are on May.
0: 25th. (laughs) I didn't even think about that, that really her whole life you have pretty much been in quarantine. I don't know when quarantine officially started for you all in Ohio, but I mean, you were on maternity leave nonetheless. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yep. I was and we kind of started our own little quarantine, not having any idea of what was to come because she came three weeks early. And so we were extra, it was flu season. I mean, one of my coworkers came over and dropped off clothes that she had, which was so nice. And I was like, okay, stay at the door. I'm like, no one's touching her. And so, yeah, it's, it's been crazy, especially because at some points we're like, things are loosening up and we've seen our parents since, you know, in the past few weeks, but there was a good chunk of time where it was just my husband and I, and I'm like, we need help. How? We can't do this by ourselves, but we can't really get help because we don't want anything to happen, and um, we're both working from home together, and so it's a battle of, which, I mean, really, in the big picture of life, how cool is that, that the past, the first four months of her life, plus, because I won't go back to school until August officially, if whatever that looks like. Um, <laughs> I've been home with her, which is so cool. That's not a, at all. I should be going to work now. I should have been going to work at the end of April. And so that has been a blessing, but it's also been like, oh my gosh, when do you have a meeting? And then we're almost throwing her back and forth because I'm like, I, she stopped crying. I'm trying to talk on this Zoom meeting. And yeah, so with our full-time, well, my husband has his full-time job. Um, He's an engineer. And so he is, his job's very demanding and mine is as well. And it's very unpredictable when I could be needed when it comes to the middle school counseling world. So yeah, it's been tough and just a really big learning experience for sure.
0: Yeah. And I mean, just having the pandemic on top of everything, (laughs) I mean, that's not something you expect to birth your child and bring your child into the world. And then, have a pandemic hit. So it sounds like, you know, obviously being a new mom, you learn a lot of things, but then you have this like extra layer. Um, so are there any things that you have learned about being a new mom that you didn't really expect? Or, I mean, I know everybody tells you all these things and has all their opinions on things, but anything
1: that has come up so far that you're like,
0: oh wow, I never
1: thought about this. Yeah. So yes, several probably. (laughs) So I'm thinking one, um, I never realized how much I would be needed <laughs> by her. I like, I knew I would. And it's also funny because I always thought babies were cute. Like babies are fine. But now when I see a baby, since I have one, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so adorable because you just understand that feeling in your heart of this little human that you created. And when someone else has that, you you just feel differently about At least I do. Um, I also did not realize how often I would be changing diapers. I mean, if we're just going to go to the basics, like I did not know that was going to be happening that much. I am breastfeeding, which I'm very lucky, thankful that it all worked out. It was a very rough road in the beginning. Um, Since she came early, we had to supplement. If my husband wouldn't have helped me, we had like this, it looked like a straw. I can't think of the word, but they, we had to put that near me. So she would do both, but like actually get, um, she had to have formula because my milk wasn't in and so I'm so thankful that I had him to help me and then eventually it all worked out and I <laughs> have said to him here recently I'm like this is hard that breastfeeding is hard because you were it, it takes a lot and it takes a lot of time and um, it's exhausting and just being a mom is exhausting but some of the most amazing things, it's like, I say this all the time, but whenever she's, she's smiling now and making some noise, I'm like, it's so funny that we're so amazed by that when we just talk as humans, like adults, we talk, it's not a big deal, no one freaks out when I smile, but it's just the best thing, so, and I also didn't ever realize how much I could worry about things um I am a worrier but like she is actually sleeping in her own room the past two nights and right I know it was shocking that we were able to do it but she had this little bassinet in our room and she would start to turn in it like almost a 180 not flip over but it was she was just obvious it was time to move her in our doctor we went to her appointment and he said, I mean, honestly, if she's sleeping through the night, now would be a good time to transition. And I'm like, no. But then I'm like, why does it she's fine. Why does it matter? So yeah, just a lot of things that were unknown and you you don't know till you're in it because you don't know what the baby's gonna be like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love all your insights and obviously um I'm not a mom and thus far by the time this podcast airs even every single guest I've had is not a mom, so you, you are bringing such a unique perspective um, on things and like sharing things with my audience that they haven't heard before. Um, so when you were talking and like just all the things you're talking about, like being needed and you know breastfeeding and you know initially having struggles but then it all working out. And then you just mentioned you and your husband are still working full time. So like, how have you learned to take care of yourself being a new mom while
1: balancing everything basically? Yes. Oh my gosh. So I love this question because sometimes I'm like, I can't believe how well I am doing with that, honestly. Um, But I, it's just a priority. It's like a non-negotiable thing. So, a few things that I do. I mean, today um, my husband went to the grocery store and she was asleep when he left. And when he came back, he's like, how long did she sleep? And I'm like, I was able to take a shower. Usually like, that's how I measure time with her is how long she slept is how, how much I got done. Like I did a a little, I folded a whole laundry basket full of laundry. And, and so being able to still shower every day when I know at one point when my husband was at work, I told him, like, I understand how people can go a day without showering because you go to do it and then she needs you for whatever reason. Um, I am also, obviously, with my faithful program, I'm a personal trainer. And so I've made sure that I get some type of movement in every day, whether it's taking her on a walk. Um, I would actually take her. She had like this little pillow. I would take her down to our basement when I wasn't even cleared to, quote, work out, but I could walk. I would go on the treadmill and she would lay on that and I just made it work. And so I feel like if if sometimes it's not easy. Actually, a lot of the times it's not easy. There's times when I'm doing squats and like talking to her and trying to make her laugh because my husband's got, you know, something going on with work, but I'm making sure that I'm making myself a priority for sure. So I'm able to not get like resentful, you know what I mean? Because it's amazing how much I used to be able to do on my own without even a thought, and now everything I do, I have to think, where is she going to be? Who's taking care of her? And it's not just me, right? Like, my husband and I both have priorities and things that we want to do, and so it's like, he's really into the yard work, and for some reason, sometimes that annoys me, if I'm being honest. I'm like, Who cares? But then it, our, our yard does look very nice. But so then when he does the yard work, we have to balance okay, he's going to do that. Now I'm going to stay inside with her. Um, but yeah, that's exactly why I created the program that I did because I'm like, moms need to be able to make themselves a priority. And the biggest thing that I do is make sure I'm reading a daily devotional and really staying connected with my faith because. I know when I stray from that, I things just aren't right or going well for me.
0: Hello. Would you like to learn to meditate? Or perhaps you've meditated for quite some time? I started around 50 years ago. As you know, meditation is good for lots, including stress reduction, letting go of anxiety. Self exploration, and ultimately awakening. If meditation or awakening interests you, check out my podcasts on Awakening Together with William Cooper. All of them are free. Both the description and the link are in the show notes of this podcast. That's awesome. And you actually just answered the next question I was going to ask, which is, is this because I know you said at the beginning you really shifted your um, like audience program, the people you work with to mamas since you became a mom. And I was just gonna ask, is this the type of stuff that you work on them with?
1: Yes, yep, exactly, yeah. And so before, um, so I had actually competed in a figure com- competition in 2016. So it's only been four years, kind of wild. It feels like it's been a lot longer. And um got super lean super cut and as a result of that i became very obsessed in an unhealthy way i don't know is obsession ever healthy i don't i, I, I don't, don't think it is i, I know i was like from your i think people not. try to make it sound healthy but i feel like yeah. if you're the
0: point to upset well i mean i guess people will say like i'm like i'm thinking about like 90s boy bands we were pretty obsessed <laughs> with 90s Actually, boys, in sync, all of those. Ninety eight
1: degrees. Yep.
0: <laughs> those were my men.
1: Brian. But maybe not when it comes to like food or the way we look. Yeah. Yeah. Backstreet. So that's where I was at. And so it was it was not good. Um, to the point where like people were I mean, again, people tell and maybe I'm just like very open for people to give me feedback or I appear to be, but you know, I got you look amazing to don't lose any more weight, to just all those comments, and I was, I was loving the whole, like, you look so good, right? Everyone wants to feel good about that, but it got to the point where I was kind of miserable and didn't realize it. I mean, the coach that coached me through the competition reached out, and she's like, Jess, I'm worried about you. This is going to cause long-term health concerns if you keep eating asparagus for three meals a day because it's a diuretic. Like, there was just some crazy stuff happening, and I was in denial because, you know, you don't, Realize what's going on sometimes until you're on the other side of it. Um, So, I really used to have my business, and I mean, this is a big part of my business still, but I was focusing more solely on people who were having that emotional eating, who were having disordered eating. And now I'm like, you know what? Like for moms, there is a lot of emotional eating, but there's also being able to just first and foremost take care of themselves. And so, making workouts for them that they can do at home or at a gym. And then having super simple nutrition that they can follow. There's a couple different nutrition pieces that I have where you can get more into it or less. Um, My husband and I are actually on day eight of a program, one of my options, and we're feeling really, really good. The first few days, I'm not going to lie, were a little bit rough because I realized how much I was overeating. And so, again, you don't realize until you're past it. Um, But then the devotionals that we do, I write one for each day for the moms and it's fully based on moms and what they're feeling and I just I love that piece so much that's I think the most important piece because you can find a workout anywhere I mean you can it's the truth as even though I want to provide you with workouts because I love doing that and I love writing them and training people and you can print off a meal plan but if you're not taking care of yourself emotionally which is what I was not doing when I was in that really not good space with my body, um, you're not going to feel fulfilled.
0: I love that so much. And I love how you said that the devotionals are targeted towards moms and what they're feeling, because like you said, and I'm huge proponent of exercising, eating healthy, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, you can do that anywhere. And obviously I'm a big proponent of emotions and mental health because I'm a psychologist, but like honing in on like a devotional for mothers because as somebody who's not a mother but has worked with a lot of mothers and just have friends who are moms like a lot of times being a new mom can feel really isolating Mm -hmm. because especially if you're at home by yourself with your baby or maybe you're the first of your friend group to have a baby so your other friends don't understand or you have a baby and then are quarantined Mm -hmm. and so having a devotional that really targets how moms are feeling even if I'm assuming a lot of your, um, moms are like online all over different places, but there's still that sense of connectedness and somebody that like gets it and understands what she is going through.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And And it's kind of a space where we can talk about the things that people maybe don't want to talk about or feel like they can't talk about. Um, or, you know, it's not like a, complaining session, but saying, oh my gosh, it drives me nuts how often my daughter wants to eat, like, I want to be like, get off me, you know, like, that wouldn't be, in society's standards, probably something that people would want to say or feel like they can say, but it's, it's a true thing.
0: Yeah, no, because I think a lot of times, you know, especially with social media, and this goes for anything, but, you know, especially moms, you see, like, influencers or like famous people that like just had a baby and look all Mm. made up and like always look so happy with their newborn and you know obviously people aren't like posting behind the scenes stuff but that sets these like really false expectations for the mom that's like I haven't showered in Mm. three days
1: and I've been crying and oh gosh (laughs) okay I'm glad you brought that one up so one thing I, this would be a big one, one thing that I did not know, and I don't know, I guess I don't even know yet, but for me, there were two different times where I cried, and cried, and like went to sleep crying, and woke up the next day, and still cried, this was like within the first week postpartum, and I remember texting my mom, and I'm like, I can't stop crying, this is so terrible, it's over, I don't even remember what it was over, like that's how not big of a, deal, you know, from the outside it was, and she said, "I oh, I wondered when that would happen, and I'm like, wait, what, and so I guess there's, like, a release of hormones, and again, I don't know if this is for everybody, but um, probably just with everything I went through with, like, being induced and having to have a c-section, but yeah, your hormones just go wacky, and it was actually afterwards, I felt really good. So it was a good cry, but during it, my poor husband's like, what can I do for you? And I'm like, I don't know, I'm so sad, and I didn't know why. It wasn't like anything to do with the baby or anything like that. It was wild. Um, That, along with sweating in the middle of the night, two things I had no idea would happen pretty soon after delivery. (laughs)
0: Those are all good things to know for like (laughs) anybody listening to my podcast that's thinking about having kids, and (laughs) you're given like the real raw because these are things that people don't talk about. Like, I mean, like I'll I'll be like I've read things. It's like, oh, you know, ten things nobody tells you about motherhood, but they're all the same ten things that that you have to wear like uncomfortable underwear after you deliver, or like you're not gonna lose your baby belly right away. Like everybody knows that, but yeah. How many people tell you that you're just going to cry uncontrollably for
1: 24 hours? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, in our, um, me and you and I's counseling world, if you do need something, please reach out if you feel like that is like over what you can handle at home. I knew I was okay, but yeah, it was so wild. It was so wild. Yeah. Um, so you touched
0: on like, you know, the devotional exercise and like, um, nutrition plans. And you also mentioned, you know, you taking a shower is self-care to you. So like what tips and tricks do you have for new moms that may be listening to take yep. care of themselves to, I always say, you know, to the moms I work with, you have to take care of yourself to best take care of your child. But I can say that to them from a clinical perspective, but as somebody who's not a new mom or not a mom yeah. at all, you right. know, I can't speak from experience. So you have the counseling background, but also the new mom experience, kind of
1: tell new moms. I've heard, I've heard people say, um, sleep when the baby sleeps, and I'm like, "Mm," during the day, I don't know, that, that wasn't one that worked for me, but if that is something that can work for you, and, and it's all so, and just like with what you do, it's so dependent on the person and their situation, So now our baby, knock on wood for now, because I hear like that's not forever, she's sleeping through the night. My goal, and I haven't done it in the past couple days, and I don't love that when this happens, is to get up before she does. So get up like an hour before she does and take control of my day, because we joke, and it's also very true, she controls our life. Like she is what is going to, yeah, control what happens with our day, so making sure that if working out or if just having a moment of silence or prayer or whatever that looks like for you is important to you, you have to make it a priority because so like for example yesterday I slept almost as late as she did so I didn't get to work out and then I worked out later in the day and it's just annoying to have to do that. I would rather just have it done and so I told my husband I'm like okay sleep's important so I'm, I'm glad that I did that and I'm not going to beat myself up about sleeping in a little bit um later than normal, but I know this week getting back on quote the schedule of life, um, we're recording this on a holiday, but I'm gonna make sure that I'm up before her try because we don't know when she'll get up. But I think that's a big one.
0: I love that. I love that yeah. a lot. Because yeah, I've heard like sleep when the baby sleeps and but I could be wrong, but don't babies sleep like they eat poop and sleep. Yep. But it's not like, and I mean, that throws your whole sleep schedule off and like, there's things you also need to get done.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, when she goes to sleep, I'm like, what can I do? What can I get done? And what can I do for me? So can I take a shower quick? And I'm like, if you're not brushing your teeth or not able to take a shower, like really think about what's going on in your life and how you can make that work, because that's just not a good feeling. Like, I want you to feel like you're able to get up and do something with yourself for yourself, and you're not a slave to your child because it starts to feel that way if you don't take that control. Um, another thing that I do that helps me is being able, like, sometimes I'm eating while she eats, and she can wait like two minutes to eat so I can finish getting my food, and I sit down and feed her while I eat. And so remembering that because if you're not, I mean, it it's very easy to not be able to eat. Like I know the one time when my husband he went back to work before he was sent home to work at home. Um, I I was trying to eat something and she ended up having peanut butter on her onesie, which is like such a good example of my child. Like my child would have peanut butter on them. (laughs) But I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna hold her and I'm gonna eat over her head because there's no other way to do it. And so, yeah, you just really have to give yourself grace and stop being so hard on yourself about tending to their every need and not tending to your own. Um, without, I mean, obviously you're tending to their needs, but you still have to make sh- sure you are a priority.
0: I-, I love what you just said about like, give yourself grace and not be so hard on yourself. Cause a lot of what we've been talking about is like physical behaviors that you can do. Um, do you ever talk with your moms that you work with or like anything that you've done with yourself to kind of help you shift that mindset of like, not being so hard on yourself and not engaging in that negative self-talk or not comparing yourself to other moms.
1: Yes, absolutely. And so part of the devotional, um, although it's like that physical behavior that we're doing, we write either there's a reflection piece. So you write your own reflection. And a lot of times we write prayers for the day. So write a prayer for yourself to remind you when like one of them that's coming to mind is thinking about times that we haven't forgiven somebody and so that anger and resentment in our heart and in our minds can really weigh us down and so writing a prayer asking to help us be able to forgive somebody for whatever they did whether they're sorry or not because that can be one of the hardest things is to forgive someone when they don't even know they did you wrong or they maybe don't care or think it's an, an issue Um, So that is something, writing affirmations for yourself, being able to tell yourself, like, I am a good mom, I am good at this, I'm worthy of taking care of myself. And I think too, moms who join this program are already in an awesome place, because they're taking that step and being able to say, I am worthy enough to invest in myself, one, and to be able to take the time to take care of myself. So you're if you're even thinking about doing a program of some sort whatever that is that is going to help you emotionally and physically you're in a really good spot instead of being like oh no no no, i can't do that i can't do that for me that's a place where we would want to talk and see what is making you think that you can't do that or shouldn't do that i
0: love that and i love how you brought up affirmations i'm a huge fan of affirmations and the power of um words and language. Um, we actually talked about this earlier, but not on this recording, but how we're so hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we are harder on ourselves than we are any other person. And then, you know, just thinking about like all the hormones and emotions going on top of being a new mom and like, you know, you're getting all this unsolicited advice from everybody on how it should be and what you should do. And it's like, Oh, am I doing it right? Am I being a bad mom? Like what? But at the end of the day, like if your baby is safe and taken care for, yes. that's all that matters to that baby. Like it, the baby's going to love you for whether you drop peanut butter on her or not. Well, <laughs> you She's getting fed um, yeah. and like the power of affirmations and saying things to yourself. I mean, I, I've mentioned this before, but I have affirmation on my alarms and I say, yes, alarms because I'm not one of those people that can wake up that one of them. I like, set three, but each one has a different affirmation for the day. So when I look at my alarm and turn it off, it
1: like sets my day up. Well, um, oh, I, love so that. I love that. Yeah. That's so smart. Yeah. And I think it's, oh, we feel like we have to be XYZ, whatever that is. I mean, our nursery isn't even complete yet. And so I'm, and you see all these people with their adorable nurseries or like, I'm like, did she, did we change her outfit today? When's last time we gave her a bath? You know, like those kinds of things are things that need to be talked about because we want to feel normal and we want to feel like we're human. And so having that space to do that with other women and moms, I just, I can't speak to it enough how important that is.
0: No, that's awesome. Yeah. The sense of community Mm -hmm. going through such a big life transition and going back to what you said at the very beginning about like being quarantined through it, like all of us are going through this pandemic, but like being a new mom during a pandemic adds a whole nother layer of things. First, you're dealing with, okay, we've never experienced a pandemic before. And then you're dealing with I've never been a mom before
1: (laughs) and yeah and and the fear of something happening to them I mean that is like been the hardest through all of this is being able to go out because I don't want to get sick because that would mean a lot of things that would mean I probably can't be around her and I can't even imagine that and so um the fear of that happening or her getting something although the doctor just told us the last week like this really isn't a Huge issue for infants, so you can stay calm there, but it's still just something to be cautious of for sure.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, if all you hear is, especially when you turn on the TV, turn on the news, <laughs> is how many people caught it, how many people have passed away, vulnerability, and like babies are very vulnerable, yep. so you know. And as a mom, you're gonna worry, anyways. I mean, you already mentioned that you didn't know you could worry so much. So this just adds an extra layer to that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, this has been a great discussion about like mommyhood and (laughs) great tips on taking care of yourself. Um, And like I said, you know, you're the first person I've interviewed for this podcast that is a mom. So I know you're going to provide such a good perspective and be helpful to so many of my listeners that are moms, whether new moms or even, you know, moms that have kids that are older, but maybe haven't been taking care of themselves. Um, So is there anything else that you want to add or want to talk about that we haven't discussed that you think is important for moms out
1: there? Yeah, I think the main thing to remember is you are important enough to take care of. And I think that is the first step to be able to join something or do something whether it be taking that shower or going on a walk or just really taking the time for you is remembering that you like, I mean, like you had mentioned, you were that baby's world or that child's world. And as they get older, they don't act that way, but you still are. Even those middle schoolers and up um, see you as, as perfect in their eyes. And so you don't have to be perfect, but you definitely do need to take care of yourself so that you can be around in you can just feel good about what you're doing. I love that.
0: I love that so much. I think a lot of times, um, at least my friends that are moms, just need to be reminded, like, you know, I am worthy of being taken care of. I am doing a great job yes. at what I'm doing, because I think a lot of people don't hear that enough. And when you don't hear it, you start questioning,
1: Yeah. am oh. I doing this? Absolutely, yeah.
0: So where can people get in touch with you, work with you? I know you also have a podcast, so all yes. the things.
1: Yeah, so I have a podcast, Fit and Faithful, Fit and Faithful podcast. Um, and I am at Jess Growness. So kids at school taught me this. So it's like the Jonas Brothers, but Growness, G R O N A S, because the, our daughter's name is Adeline gronis and so she's gonna have to spell her name forever because it looks like out line and anyway so we're just gonna go with it but um yes yeah, so at Jess gronis on instagram i have fit and faithful a private facebook group for support if you are interested and then my website is just i do one-on-one coaching which is just so wonderful and fun and i mean just a last little piece of um i don't know love for you i had a client um several actually who have talked about i don't feel good about working out this hurts or whatever's going on with them and shockingly enough i said to them then don't do the workout and they're like what and so i know jess talks about this a lot if that doesn't feel good for you if what you're doing is stressing you out more we need to figure out something that's going to make you feel better and so um that's what i like to do with my my programs with one-on-one. And then my Fit and Faithful Mamas program is a six-week program. Um, another one will be opening up in the end of June, whenever this is live. But yeah, I'm so thankful for being here, and it's been so much fun.
0: It has been. And I'll link everything in the show notes as well. So um, I had to laugh at <laughs> Gronus. It's like jo- the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember. That's working with middle schoolers, I mean, I learned so much working from my
1: I kids know. and teens, like, I was like, oh, that's so smart, that makes life a lot easier to tell people.
0: <laughs> yeah, so much, but no, this, this was great, I love all your insights, and I know so many people are going to take away things, and honestly, even, like, I was thinking about this, even if non-moms are listening, just oh. like, the simple self-care tips, um, and that's what I love about podcasts and collaborating with people is even if like the specific niche doesn't fit you there's always takeaways and so I know that everything you've shared is going to be so helpful so I appreciate you spending time with me today and um, chatting about all this so thank you thank you and thank you everybody for listening to today's episode of psych talk Thank you for listening to today's episode of Psych Talk. I hope you found so much value. If you loved what you heard or gained some knowledge, I would love for you to take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram stories, and tag me at Jessica Lee PhD. Additionally, I would be honored if you leave a review and five-star rating so I can continue to help this podcast grow. If you are not already, follow me on Instagram and join my Facebook community, Grow Through What You Go Through. Thank you for joining me today, and I cannot wait for you to join me during the next episode. Remember, you are loved, you are worthy, and you are braver than you know.